Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want to talk about some editing tips that I did with chapter one. All right, guys, for the next couple of weeks or more, you're probably going to hear all kinds of editing tips. So get a journal ready. You might want to call it when I edit or while I edit things to consider. Trust me on this one. This one was so huge that I was so excited to share it out. I created a blog post about it yesterday and I just didn't have enough time to edit it (laughs) and share it and send it out. But you got to try it. So I've talked with you before about non-essential words and I knew that I had an issue with it. Okay. I can admit my weaknesses and where I go wrong. Well, but I didn't necessarily like know what words I had. So, the first thing that I'm going to encourage you to do is finish your manuscript. Finish it. Get it there. Get your story. Get the plot going. You know, build your characters. Do all that you can do. Don't worry about the line-by-line edits or the developmental edits until after. I really want to encourage you to get your manuscripts completed. This, I'm going to do a chapter and I'm going to sit on it for weeks, can really, I, in my opinion, impede your story. It can slow it down. It can throw you off. It, if you've got your vibe going, just write, okay? There's a process. There's a there's a reason why we get the first drafts done. They're not meant to be perfect. And I have accepted this in my author career and I am so thankful that I finally get it. You know, my first draft is done. Take a picture of it. You got your final page count. You know, you get your your final page count, you know, without of course all of your other filler pages. You get your word count take a picture of it and so that's what I did and I kept a first draft copy there's a purpose for that as well you never know when you may want to go back to something maybe that you did originally and you might want to just go back and forth and look at the progress that you've made later you might want to do an excerpt piece to show other authors how this used to look like A, but I took it all the way to Z in an edit. So what I did is I kept the original first draft in my documents folder. Make sure you don't put it in a downloads folder. Make sure that you're saving it to your hard drive because if something happens to your computer, you can still remove that. Also, share your original to your Google Drive folder. 
just in case, okay? I'm telling you, always have a backup. I've lost many books doing these kind of things, okay, without properly backing them up. Okay, so that's your first step with editing. Save the originals. You want to see your growth. You do. And I really like the tactic that our author, Greg Turnquist, that you're going to hear me talk about a lot of the things that he brought up. What he did in one of his newsletters, he shared how a best-selling author tore up his first page and took out all of the extraneous words, the showing, you know, the telling, not showing, and all of that. And he did a, a talk aloud. And so I get to see his first page, and now I get to read, uh, because I have his book now, I get to read you know, Dark Light's first pages again and experience them in the clean version. And there is a difference. There's a world of difference. And it can teach you. It's a teaching tool for yourself. But it can also be a teaching tool for other people. So, save it. Take pictures. And then look at your word counts. Okay? Now, I did not look per chapter. I did not do that. Now, I could always go back and do it later to see where was my you know, biggest developmental shift if I was doing the developmental error, you know, editing, or was it just errors and I was taking words completely out. But I, I'm not that critical with my own things. I, I'm not going to care about that. But I do want to see my original word count to what I get it to. Okay, so then get yourself a goal. Look at the market currently. Look at your target population and what is being readily put out. So I have noticed a trend in shorter YA, and I'm now fantasy, no, but I have noticed a trend that the short, they're getting a little shorter, they're getting a little bit more fast-paced, and I'm like, okay, I can do that because I know mine's going to be a series. I know what I, my, you know, projection is, and I've already talked with an author who actually wrote her series for the television in mind like she went ahead and said this is made for you know if, if you like binging on netflix blah 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 this book this book series is made for you like she's she's already targeted and marketed it that way which i think is really cool so um i've been you know kind of using her work as a model too looking at it and I just want to say, you know, figure out what your kind of target word count is and try your best to maintain some type of range. So I'm at 58,000 plus words. It's a little bit like maybe 58,600 words. And I know that between 55 and 70 is where I want to live. Now, I don't know where it's going to go. I might get to the developmental stage and really have to clean some things up. Or I might have to extend some thoughts out. And I'm not going to do that yet. But I do have my word count and then I have my range in mind. So get that next. Just so you can kind of keep an eye on yourself. Because you do not want to go heavy into description. You do not want to go heavy. Think about your first chapter. So first chapters are your entry points. And so all day yesterday... I was in between my life going back to chapter one. So I have 23 chapters in the Hartwell Chronicles. So I'm going to specifically talk about this book and tell you what I did. I'm only going to do a chapter a day. 
And even though I accidentally went over to chapter two because I just kept reading, reading, I caught myself like maybe three pages in, and this one I knew I was getting tired. So I was like, okay, let me stop this and let me go do some playing on Canva. That was important for me because I needed a mental break, but I was still working towards the typesetting issues with the book. So then I was getting really like tired of Canva. So I passed the computer to my husband and I was like, okay, look at all of what I've done so far. Tell me yes or no. And so he would say no on some things. And so I would delete, delete, delete. Then I sent pictures to my children because I, I wanted them to see what it would possibly look like on a Kindle reader. Instead of just on, you know, like on my screen, I wanted it to be like a phone in their hand. So I purposely thought that through. Then I took pictures of the opening pages of the, you know, just the title set and all of that. And I put it up on my Sparrow launch team. Yes, we're still Sparrows. Um, but I still have a team together. And so here I am sharing with them some initial design that I was doing, but no words yet. I said, no, I'm not. I'm not. And I wanted to last night after chapter one. I really wanted to. But I got a plan, and I can't jump too fast in this plan. Okay. So, that was my day yesterday. So, I want to tell you the success that I had with what I was doing with this in and out. I wrote a blog post about editing techniques. And guys, I've been researching this stuff. I know that I want to become a better editor. Um, I need to. Uh, for my own sake, number one, buy Grammarly. Get it, please. Because then when, you know, people will then come to me and I know that I've ran it extensively through Grammarly and I've changed the settings from everything under the sun just to make sure that I didn't miss anything. Because yes, there is a novel setting. There is a creative setting. There's an essay. There's, you know, academic business. I'm going to do it all, Okay. So then, I started going through line by line. I decided which way I wanted to go with my editing first. So I think that's important too. You need to decide what hat you're gonna wear. So I decided to wear the sergeant's hat, and I'm gonna use that for my dad. My dad was a master sergeant in the army, and he retired after 21 years of service. Go army, and I can just imagine my dad screaming at new recruits. Like, seriously, I can't. Um, he was the best guy ever. Ever. Okay? Ever. But I needed to put on that kind of hat and scream at all of those words that were ridiculous. And I gave you some in a blog post. And there's more. There's a list of these things. List. List, people. List. And editors have blogs so here's my encouragement to you go out read blogs created by editors also editors have youtube channels with 60 some thousand subscribers and my children laugh and say well such and such has two million subscribers i'm like look 
you know, they're monetized. They have over a thousand subscribers. They've got my dream going on right now. You know, I'm at 128 subscribers. They've got over a thousand. We've got thousands. So there's editors. And so here's what I did. I found an editor and I had her playing where I was on her channel and it was just going to play all of her videos. So I started with the non-essential word videos. I listened to that. She gave 29 words, okay? I listened to hers. I got some words. I knew what the words were from a blog post. I knew what the words were from my research. And yesterday, I pulled up a new blog. And it was from an editor. And it said was. And I'm like, oh, oh, I probably, you know, that's easy. Let's just look up was. That was the first one I started with. And the Lord provided. Y'all, it's not a waste of time. I cannot tell you. Now, here's how I'm going to have to live through this process for my own sanity. Now, we all have a different process, and I understand that. You might want to check every was that you ever had. I only checked every was that I ever had in chapter one. I have got to live chapter by chapter if I'm going to be doing these kind of edits, because if not, I'm going to mess up. So, I read chapter one in its entirety before any editing just to get the feel of the chapter again because it's been since last summer so i needed to reintroduce myself to victoria and her family okay so here i am in the middle of reading and i'm listening to these editors in the background and I found a really good one, a really good editing site. If you find them, go ahead and hit subscribe and save a video or two in a folder called writing, or you can make a folder called editing and you can put it up on your playlist. And then if, you know, like that's what I've started to do just so I can see their faces up there and I can share. I don't have to share every video that I watched because I probably watched 15 from one editor and I am not exaggerating. And I'm not going to have to put all of her folder um, videos in my folder. However, if I put one, she's a girl. She's, she's a woman. She's not a girl. She's the woman with the red hair. I forgot her name, but I subscribed to her channel and I placed her up in my writing folder. So I'm watching her in the background. I'm doing my initial read. After I finished that, I went to find and I typed in was. And originally I had almost 900 and some was coming up in a 58,000 word document. Well, that's not really a lot if you think about it. And I could have said, oh, that's no big deal. But I said, let me try was in chapter one. And then what I did was I thought about ways that I could craft my sentences tighter by removing was. Now, please understand that I created a cemetery for was. And so was is on a tombstone and was is buried. But not in every case. I decided to keep some was um, placement alive because you had to have it in the sentence for it to even make sense. So I'm not telling you to go in and say, find was, and then put a blank for replace, because then you're gonna have a mess on your hands. So don't do something like that. So here I am doing that, and I'm going, wow, look at the sentence. Look at these sentences. 
is it this simple? Is it this revolutionary? Like serious, my story was coming alive and it was more active and it said the flow was better just from was like was guys i can't tell you enough that this editing technique is gold try it look it was then i said okay let me just go down the list so then i started going and some of the words I was catching myself, well, I don't have a lot of them. And then I'm like, wait a minute, I need to document this experience. So I opened up a new word. And here's what I did. I wrote was. I wrote how many times that I originally had was in the manuscript. Well, because I didn't do that to start with, I forgot the number. Um, And I had to go back into my original, type in was again and find, and see that I had like 900 and some was mistakes not mistakes just placement some of them aren't some of them you got to have remember so i put it beside it because what what i'm going to do is i'm going to track after my editing did i clean this issue up and you know was it something that i could consider as a success for me and a technique that i can pass on because right now i'm saying yes do it try it Um, I'm reading enough about it anyway. I'm seeing enough videos about it anyway. I know that it's got to be some secret technique. And I'm telling you, let's learn the secrets and let's apply them. So I did the was. I tried began because they said that one is a tricky one. People are using it and they shouldn't. So um, I'm like, no, uh, I only had two. And I'm like, that's okay. I'm I'm not even going to, you know, put that down. Then I tried to do as, and it was coming up was. I'm like, okay, I can't do this one. This one's not practical. So do you see? I was actually going down the recommended list. Well, then I got to the tried and true that. Oh, my goodness. Almost 900 that's in my story. And I'm like, okay, let's do that. (laughs) And I buried that too. So tombstone up in my graveyard, there's that. And I'm telling you now. I liked the blog post that I found, and I shared it out to two of my writer friends. And it said, you know, some of these words, you need to take them outside in your backyard shoot them. I was like, oh, yeah, I like her style of writing already. She's hilarious. And it was fun. I did not find this a daunting task at all. It actually rejuvenated me, and I know why. Looking back on yesterday, I was not meant to make this yesterday. Too much going on. And maybe it was for me to be more reflective and let it sit with me for the day. Let me keep looking at this stuff. It gave me a focus. It gave me a purposeful edit. Anything that you do with intention and del- and you're deliberate in the process, you are going to have some type of learning that occurs. And I will tell you now that doing was and that. Something else that I caught myself that I did not see on any list, but I caught it. When I was reading the dialogue, they were saying, you are. Well, it's fine to use contractions. There is a misnomer about this. Let's go ahead and fix that number up. Type it in. See how many times you're using you are. And see if it's in dialogue. Because if I'm speaking with someone, I'm going to be saying you're. I'm usually going to say, you are so, I'm going to say, you're so, I mean, I'm just going to, you know, contract it. So, I think it's more of a natural sound. I looked at my dialogue pieces. I had a severe issue with that. 
And I didn't change it in one particular case where I needed to pull out the emphasis. However, I did clean you are up. That was my own executive decision. Girl boss here, you know, hashtag it, because I'm telling you, we gotta be our own boss. Editing is extremely expensive. And I'm not saying not to get an editor. Oh my gosh, I went to editing payment sites yesterday. I went to Reedsy yesterday. I filled out everything um, to get the price quotes. And then it said, turn in your first 2,000 pages. I'm like, I mean, 2,000 words. I said 2,000 pages, oh my gosh. Your first 2,000 words. And I'm like, nope, I'm not yet. No, because I gotta go through betas. I thought that I could just go in and tell them what I was working on to see if I could get a hook. They actually wanna look at your work first. I can understand that but I'm not ready there. So I backed out of the Reedsy form letter and got off. So I was playing around with it. I was looking at sites. I wasn't just constantly in chapter one. I was actually, you know, just going around looking at editing things as well. So after I cleaned those sentences up, I was like, okay, I really think I might need to just bury some sentences. I need to hatch them out. And why I'm saying that is that she was having some thoughts going on, right? And I like using italics, thoughts. That's what you should be doing. And you don't need to do them forever in a day. And you don't need to have too many of them. Even though I don't want her to be a zombie, I do want her to have some thoughts. I do not want her to have redundant thoughts. And that's what I caught myself doing when I was going back in and rereading. So then I was like, what sentence can I cut? Please tell me, Lord. Because I really felt like I was just droning on and on. So, I would find a place where she would say, you know, I wonder if he's thinking about me. And she questioned it. And then she was, you know, she was still along those lines. You know, well, what if he's got another girl? Or da, da, da. Well, I'm sure any girl that's reading this knows some of those thoughts that she was probably still having. Because she knew she was about to go away. So... I was like, no, I've already set that up. I've already said that earlier. I'm not saying that again. So I was finding some repetitive uh, paraphrasing going on, um, which it needs to cut, it needs to cut down. Okay, then I let an AP English teacher read it and they gave me beta suggestions. Now it's very important that you allow someone who you know, that you trust to look at your work before maybe sending it out to additional betas. So I have a writer friend who happens to be an AP English teacher and it works out because she can catch things. And instead of the line by line, because I didn't have any errors at that point, had no grammatical errors. Um, she was checking for that. She said it was completely clean. Thanks to Grammarly. Um, However, she was doing more of a developmental error. And her question was, well, would she really say that about her sister? Then I started thinking, wait a second. She made that one comment. And I was like, no, I want this whole relationship to shift. I want it to be in a different light. I started thinking developmentally. I started thinking about characterization. And I said I wasn't going to do it until later that I was just going to do the copy editing. I was going to go line by line, not do the developmental. But as soon as that question came up, I was like, okay, I know what I need to do. So here's my new strategy. Number one, 
do the word replacements. Number two, kill sentences. Haunt them down and butcher them, okay? Kill them off. Especially repetitive thoughts, repetitive language, things that don't need to be there. Check descriptions. I did that. Made sure that my descriptions were short. I went back through. I made it to where you could see who the character was without saying, oh, she looked in the mirror. I mean, seriously, we have internet today. We can do some comparisons. And I was listening to an editor. editor. She broke down Harry Potter, which I love. I love Harry Potter. And so just hearing her read excerpts of how J.K. Rowling explained Dudley and explained Harry from the first chapter was great for me. So if you've never read Harry Potter, read chapter one of the Chamber of Secrets. And I will tell you, you're going to be hooked. You're going to continue to read the series. But if you can't read that whole series right now, at least read chapter one of Harry Potter. Because she did the video. She did the analysis of how J.K. Rowling really described her characters in a full way that would hook the reader in. And so... That was a great model for me, and I was enjoying it. I was enjoying listening to her as I was reading at the same time. So I can multitask that way. So I suggest that you do that. Look for your character points. Now, I have my color coding technique, and I have my plot technique that I'm going to do. I already bought the note cards. I already have the red pens. Yes, I'm doing old school English red pens because red and purple are my favorite colors. So, I'm just going to do this book red. I did my other book color purple. Um, so, this one's going to be red. So, I have to like stick that to my mind. And I'm going to do this color wheel. And I did another podcast on that. And I'm going to do the note card plotting out. I was going to do it in my journal. But I decided, no, there's probably not a journal big enough that's going to be able to hold 58,000 word count scenes and all of my notes about it in the process. So I'm going to do a note card for every scene. And I'm going to come up with a mnemonic where I'm going to be able to remember it. Um, I'm teaching mnemonics at school this week. And it just fits. So we're doing ABCD with library science, and I'm having a media specialist needing to record a classroom. So I'm helping out a public librarian who's going back to get her master's, and she's going to be um, teaching my class, and we came up with a mnemonic. So I'm all into this mnemonic work. It's helpful to me as a teacher and student, so as a learner. So I'm going to come up with something. I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to get there. And it's going to be, of course, based on what I'm seeing in the research and what editors' tips and techniques. But I'm not there yet. I decided to do that after I finished the entire line edit and developmental you know, edit chapter by chapter. So, chapter one is done. Complete. Took me one day for round one edits. Now, we say this because I'm a UFC fan, and so that was just round one. I'm going to put this edit through around two after I finish up the entire book. And that's when I'm going to do the color coding and the index cards. Then, it's going to go through round three. Because round three is then going to be submitted out to my betas, 
who I have already graciously started calculating beta numbers. I'm getting people who are saying, oh my gosh, you're writing horror? That's my junk. I want to read this one. I didn't really want to read the other one. That's not my style. And so I'm really getting friends and family members and teachers who are all in this and they want to read um, as a beta. So I've got that going on. I've got that list. So they were going to get a beta read after I do the complete developmental profile. What's number three? Round four. I'm going to take all of the beta suggestions and I'm going to weigh them heavily because I know that people have many feedback points, but I have to make sure that I know the whole picture. I know what I'm going for. And even, you know, when I put out something, somebody wrote, I don't like your character's name. It's too cumbersome. Can you please change the name? No, there's a reason why they have that name. That was the name that the Lord gave me. I don't know a single person with that first name. It's not like I'm honoring my dad with that main character's name. But I'm telling you now, I'm not changing that name just because somebody up there wrote. It's cumbersome to say you need to reconsider and rework it. No. Um, I just know that I won't ask that person to edit that again because that means that they're really looking at things that's not what you need to look at when you're editing. You don't tell somebody, um, that's an oak tree. Let's change that. Some of that oak I don't like. I mean, it's just a little odd. I don't know. That's between us. We don't have to tell anybody I said that, okay? But going back, I want you to consider, you know, your betas. Then, after that round, cautiously look at your feedback and then really weigh it out. Fix what you need to fix. I love having beta readers because they will question. And so that's what I like. I like betas to put questions on the side. And that's what I asked this English teacher to do is every time she saw something that she had a concern about, just put a question there. Meaning, if you put the question, it's going to have me ask that same question. You don't have to give me the answer, what you would do. Just tell me what it made you think about. And so, I'm going to do, like, the questioning betas. And then, of course, if they see something glaring at them, of course, make a statement about it. Make a comment. But I'm really going to be focused on questions. After you do that, that's round four. Now you need a championship round. That's when you need to go in and watch extensive videos on how self-published authors are typesetting, how they're formatting, because that's going to be that type of edit. And you want it to be immaculate. I listened to an author yesterday. She's a best-selling indie author. And she got 60 proof copies before she got her work correct. So she's online sharing everything that she did so we don't make those same mistakes. And you have to order 60 proof copies. So she took pride in what she was doing and she was very careful. I'm going to follow her. I'm going to follow others out there that's went before me that have made these videos. And I'm going to learn the tricks. I'm going to learn the formatting. I'm going to learn the typesetting. And I'm going to practice it. So what I did was I started that. And I saved the file. And I'm going to talk with you guys about that on another episode. Because I really think it's important that you think of a championship 
UFC bout here. UFC champions have to prove themselves in five rounds. I'm going to model my editing off of the UFC. You know, every Saturday does not go in vain. You know, we got fights on Saturday. I'm looking forward to those again. Most every Saturday. But all I can say is that because I live in that world, how can I apply it and give myself some motivation? If champs have to make it, you know, through five rounds sometimes to prove that, you know, they're worthy to hold the belt, I'm going to do what Sherry Fink did. Thank God she came into my life last week. I'm so grateful for that. She went around saying, I'm going to be the best-selling author, and she was 60 weeks at number one. I'm going to go around saying, this is a best-selling series. You cannot wait to read this best-selling series. But that means that I've got to make sure that it is at its optimal performance. And when I'm talking about round three, the betas, I'm also considering having a professional editor. I'm saving the money. If God will provide it, I'm saving it for professional editing. I've already decided, you know, that I really need just one more time somebody looking at it. So maybe I'll cu- I'll count that instead of saying my typesetting because that's more of a formatting issue. Maybe round five is then send it to a professional editor. So if there's any professional editors out there listening and you want to get your business started and you want to donate your services for me, oh, I would love it. I would love it because I'm a teacher on a budget. So maybe you have like sentimental for a teacher and you say, oh, let's help her. We can help her. And then you can be on the podcast and you can um, share in the love and you can be a part of a best-selling series because that's what we're going to call it. So, guys, just keep at it. I hope these editing techniques were not so cumbersome, if I must use that word. And I want to suggest that you go out and write something inspiring. Guys, write it. Then edit it. Trust me. Don't sit on things. Don't sit on your ideas. Write them. Get them all there. and Then you have time. Go through five rounds. All right. I've hit round one. And I've hit it strong. And chapter one is done. So I have 23 chapters. I'm going for 23 days. A goal a day. I'm going to be the like highest scoring soccer player ever. And I really want, after these 23 days, to then go back in with my idea for color codes and charting. Doing the charts, doing the index cards. And I'm probably going to do the roller coaster chart along with the index cards. So I'll talk more about that when that phase comes. All right, guys. Bye. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. If you're looking for my challenge devotionals on Amazon, go right on over and type in Dr. Jennifer Eichner Lowry and you'll see my 30-day everyday mom challenge, my 30-day teacher challenge, fingerprint curriculum for my homeschool families, and 
one that's closest to my heart is the Happy Renewal Year Challenge devotional. I dare you to go and check them out today. You can also find that they're on Kindle Unlimited because I want you guys to have access. I often put them up for free uh, promotional items. I'll do countdowns. Um, so that way you can grab one. You can gift them with a friend. You can share them out on your sites and people can go on this journey with us. In December of 2019, look out for the release of my author challenge devotional. I'm looking forward to that one and sharing it with you. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.